And so right now, and uh, before I call on Commissioner Holness, I'd also be like to, to list it as a co-sponsor of this item as well. Um, it's a motion to adopt a resolution of the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, pertaining to criminal history screening practices for applicants. Uh, it's been sponsored. The primary sponsor is Commissioner Holness. Uh, Commissioner Bogan's a co-sponsor. I'm a co-sponsor. And Commissioner Holness, um, feel free to kick it off. Thank you very much, Mayor. This is one area where the county can set some leadership uh, in, in terms of how we deal with folks who might have had some issues in the past, who now want to live a full life and be productive. There's 70 million Americans who've had some issues with the law, whether it be an arrest or a conviction. We need to ensure that they feel that they can rebuild their lives. That if they go to make an application to get to work so they can provide for themselves and their families, that they don't feel that they're going to be excluded just the, by the mere fact that they did something wrong in the past. All of us have made errors in our lives. What this does is it, it does something within our organization, but also it makes a statement. And this is what I think we, 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 we need to get a little bit more of. It makes a statement to our community that we as leaders here in Broward County want to make sure that people are living productive life and help to ensure that they can work so we don't have the recidivism rate that we have of folks coming out having a difficult time to find work and then going back in the system where we have to pay for them to be there. Uh, in our budget workshop, we identified $253 million that's connected to our jails. That's a quarter of a billion dollars. It's a lot of money. And I'm not saying that everyone that ends up there uh, end up there because they couldn't find a job. No. But it is a contribution to that. Facts have shown that, that there's a contribution to people not being able to work and provide themselves that they end up in places like those. those. We can reduce our costs there. By simply putting this in place, we're saying to our administrative staff, we're going to have someone go through the process and see who they are first before we get to where we exclude them because of a record that they may have. Now, there's exclusion here for law enforcement, for the airport, the seaport, and, and, and for those who deals with our vulnerable populations, such as our youths and elderly. So there's provision here that, that, that will ensure that we don't have bad people in places where they don't need to be. But overall, a hundred different cities have already adapted this. 23 states, I believe. Many states have adopted this. So this is not something new. It's something that we ought to do to ensure, again, that we're giving someone a hand. And, and here's, here's, here's a big catch on this. There are people who get intimidated by that box. So they often don't even bother. If they see that, then they just say, I'm not going to bother with this application because guess what? You know, they're going to tell me no anyhow. So, so they've given up on that. And then there are those who say, well, you know, it was something minor. It wasn't that big. I'm not going to check the box. And then they get an offer finding out, hey, because they didn't check the box, 
their light. And there are others who really clearly don't understand. And there's, a, there's a, an exact case within our organization uh, that, that, that I can tell you uh, really happened, where we had someone applied for a job. They thought that because adjudication was withheld, it meant the case was dismissed. So they didn't clearly understand what was happening. And, and, and it was a simple case of he bought a car from anything on wheels. Somehow the tag that they put on the vehicle didn't match the VIN number. He was speeding, got stopped. He got arrested for it. And then he went through the system and fought and, and, and got the adjudication withheld. And we actually w was, was going to hire the young man. Now he's without work because we weren't able to, 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 to deal with that situation. And, and I'm still hoping that we can find a way forward with that. I want to also take the time to acknowledge some folks who have actually uh, supported me on this. Uh, Vincente Trauer uh, last year talked to me about this item uh, to, to bring it forward, but really didn't bring it until that young man, Jill Kennedy, called me and says, my fiance is trying to get a job and here's all this mix-up that's going on because of, of the situation with him and that tag. And then along the way, uh, SEIU, who's here in numbers, came along and says, we want to support you on this issue because it's a just cause that we believe ought to be put in place. And they came along and gave me quite a bit of support. There are members of our clergy that have joined in to support this. Uh, there are many who are, uh, I guess there's some petitions being gathered, uh, signatures being collected uh, out there. I was in church Sunday and surprisingly saw this document. I didn't even know it existed out there, but there are folks that are doing that. Uh, the Democratic exec, Broad Democratic Executive Committee, Ms. Cynthia Bush and others have joined in support. So there's a good amount of support uh, that's out there. And I know today is not really the day for the debate. It's merely for us to put it on the agenda uh, on the four, June 14th to ensure that we have that robust debate uh, on this. And, and then we can uh, do whatever we need to do to ensure that we're looking out for all our people in Broad County. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Commissioner Holmes. And we now have a number of uh, members of the public that are here to speak on this issue as well. And, and Mayor, Mayor, if I may, I didn't think at the, at the beginning of the meeting you announced that if you wanted to speak on an item, you have to fill out the form yes. ahead of time. Did you did you do that? I, I did. Um, we okay. actually have ten folks that have that have signed up. There are a lot of people here. If you didn't sign up and people are speaking, you know, I'll allow you to sign up as well if you want to speak. Uh, but um, uh, so the first person uh, to speak right now is uh, Marcus Amos, Mr. Amos, and you'll have uh, two minutes. Uh, to yes, that's a very good suggestion. We have uh, Marcus Amos followed by Marcus Dixon, followed by Lily Bach. Lily, we haven't seen you in a while. There you are. Hi. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for the opportunity. I work with an agency called OIC. Opportunities Industrialization Center. And what we do is training and job placement assistance for returning citizens. That is one of the grants that we work on. Um, we are in great support uh, because of the ideas of opportunity for people. Um, we alluded to the ideas of recidivism, which is um, minimized by the fact that persons can gain training and become certified and in a certain industry. 
thus making them that much more applicable for opportunities to work. So we are in full support of the ideas of ban the box, mainly because it gives them an opportunity. What better person to have working with you than someone who is motivated, someone who is credentialed, someone who has confidence uh, in proving themselves, not only for just themselves, but to the company, for their families, so they have every motivation to be successful uh, if they are the successful candidate on a career opportunity. I'll give one story and then I'll close because I'm short on time. I work with an employer who is not user friendly to persons who have backgrounds. So he hired eight people and none of those persons uh, had backgrounds. Those same eight persons were people who stole from the company. And that is to say that everyone deserves an opportunity. The person who has a background is probably less likely to do something because of all the support services that they have in place. So an opportunity should be given to them so that they can prove themselves and also provide for their families. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, Marcus Dixon, followed by Lily Bach followed by Remy Marcel, Marcelli. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> My name is Marcus Dixon, Florida Political Director with uh, SEIU, Florida State Council. Uh, we, we have a, a, what's called a community union where we're also in the communities working to help people amplify their voices on issues that they care about. And this is one that our members came to us about to ask us specifically to help them with. Uh, Band the Box is about injecting fairness into the system. Uh, Commissioner Holness mentioned that 70 million Americans have some type of arrest record, but it's also a more grave picture when you look at certain populations of our community, uh, and that is two-thirds of all black men are arrested before the age of 23. And so what happens is there's this stigma associated to with them and their character that follows them and prevents them from being able to provide for their families. Um, so Ban the Box is not necessarily about giving felons an opportunity, that's part of it. But the other part is there are people who are arrested for reasons beyond their control and who are ultimately found not guilty who also have this stigma associated with their records. Um, and so we know that there is a more accurate way to uh, figure out someone's criminal history and that's not asking them, it's doing the background check. So that box should be re removed. We support this ordinance and we know that the county is already doing some of this administratively but we believe that having uh, a fair chance at competing for a job is a right of all people. And if we believe it's a right of all people, then it should be cemented in law and ordinance and code uh, and not simply an administrative process. Uh, we know that federal government has done this. President Obama has instructed his agencies to do it. Uh, but he's also, which have you know, much more complex hiring process than our counties, but he's also asked the, the Congress to cement it in law and there are members of the leadership in the Republican and Democratic parties that have supported this, along with the cities and counties. It's part of the EEOC guidelines, and many businesses have also seen the value in doing this. And so we ask for your support in moving it forward to hear from the public and public hearing. Thank you. We now have uh, Lily Bach, followed by Remen Marcelli, followed by Jamie Moore. 
Uh, good morning, good to see you all. Um, I'm here today to encourage and um, have SEIU 32BJ uh, strongly support this agenda item 59 on banning the box. Um, and thanks to those commissioners that have been showing their true leadership in supporting this and um, being available, excuse me, um, to those in our communities and listening to those that are greatly going to be affected by this. Um, so we continue to ask for your support in effort to continue fighting for access to good jobs and therefore making our communities stronger here in Broward County. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you for being brief. Uh, we now have uh, uh, Remy, uh, followed by Jamie Moore, followed by Jasmine Rogers. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Um, I could not only say, bend the box. We, the driver, we support that. Not only is an issue, but is the right thing to do. And uh, mostly we, par we are parents. With our children may have get involved in something, we put them in the corner, we punish them, but after a certain time, the parents have to call them back, feed them, and do whatever we have to do to, to make sure the child is okay. It's the same thing uh, on the business, business practices. If you've been messed up, you're losing the money, and they give you a chance you could go out and find a bankruptcy. After seven years, your credit could go back again online. So bend the box, I believe that's the right thing to do at least to give these people a second chance and to move on in their life. Thank you. Thank you, Remy, and it's always good to see you. Um, we now have Jamie Moore, followed by Jasmine Rogers, followed by Didier Ortiz. Good morning, commissioners. My name is Jamie Moore. I'm 52 years old, a lifetime resident of Broward County, living in the city of Deerfield Beach. I uh, was hired, uh, worked for the city of Deerfield for 25 years, where I was let go. But uh, on, uh, let's say, June 2014, really changed my life. As it was stated, I was pulled by the state troopers heading to uh, Tampa. And yes, I was speeding, but it was discovered that I purchased, I purchased a vehicle from anything on wheels, and it was discovered that the tag that was assigned on my vehicle was was not assigned to my vehicle. So I went through the process of trying to get everything straight and in 2015 I, I did apply for a job for the county which the interview went well and I got a call the same day saying that I was hired. I went through the process but uh, let's say a month, a month later I got concerned because I didn't get a, a call or a letter uh, setting up for my um, orientation. So I, got, I received a letter which said that they were withdrawing their, their, um, withdrawing their uh, proposal. So I'm just saying anything the wheel is still in, the, in business. And here I am with uh, a rest record uh, where I can't even obtain a job. You know, so I'm just asking that as on June 14th that as you come up to the vote that you really, really, really ban that box because, I mean, it's, it, it makes me feel bad because I'm not a criminal at all and, you know, I have to overly explain every time I apply for a job. So I ask that you ban the box. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we now have Jasmine Rogers followed by Didi Ortiz, Didier Ortiz, followed by Vicente Thurl. 
Good morning. Good morning. Uh, my name is Jasmine Rogers, and I'm here representing the Broward Dream Defenders and the Black Lives Matter Alliance of Broward, and I'm also an organizer with SCIU. Um, so we're here because we're in support of the ordinance to ban the box. We know that people of color are disproportionately affected by the predatory policing, which feeds directly into the, the prison industrial complex. So in a city and county identified for its predatory policing practices, which includes the biking while black, the walking while black, the disproportionate seatbelt violations to black people, and on and on and on, we owe it to this community to give folks a fighting chance to do better and be better for themselves, their families, and their communities. Uh, while canvassing in, our, in Broward County, not very far from here, we met a man who spent five years in prison uh, for driving on a suspended license habitually. So he can't vote, he can't carry a firearm, he can't get a job that will provide him the money that he needs to support his family for driving violations. Not any violent crimes, but for driving violations. So we've been collecting petitions and organizing sign-ons from folks in Broward um, to show that this is obviously very, very important to this community. It's an, a priority for folks to feel that they have a fighting chance to be able to get jobs in Broward County. And as rep representatives elected by this community, if we want to make Broward a better community, we must err on the side of morality and the greater good. Our neighboring counties have done it in Palm Beach and Miami. So what are we in Broward County waiting for? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we now have uh, uh, Didier Ortiz, followed by Vicente Thrower, followed by Whitney Rawls. Uh, good morning, I'm Didier Ortiz. I'm an organizer with uh, the Broward County Dream Defenders as well as the Black Lives Matter Alliance of Broward. I think that in the light of the prison industrial system, of the privatization of prisons, of the criminalization of uh, black and brown youth, in, not only in this county, of course, um, we owe it to returning citizens to give them a fighting chance in the workplace, to give them a fighting chance in the job market to rebuild their lives. Lives stolen from them by a system that, of course, prefers some above others. It's also the least that we can do for the children and the families of those affected by this failed prison industrial complex. The realities to the children of returning citizens are at no fault for what happened to their parents and do not deserve to live in poverty. The last point that I want to make is that the community is looking at you for answers, is looking at you for action. If you take no action, what will they think? Uh, and I think that what they see today is very important for the future of our county. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we now have uh, Vicente Thrower, followed by Whitney Rawls, followed by uh, Pastor Anthony Sanders. Um, good morning, Vicente Thrower, Pompano Beach. I'm here to support this um, agenda item because I think it's very important to our community. I think it shows a lot, a great deal of leadership that you all have even taken this up. Um, county commissioners, um, Pompano Beach has taken this up and has done this. And I think if Pompano can do it, the county commission, you all can do it also. Um, Mayor, I, we appreciate you. Um, Commissioner Ritter, I know you're leaving. I appreciate you, so I'm hoping that you all uh, are in support. My county commissioner and personally, County Commissioner Dale Holdings for, for hearing us out and not making me ring your phone off the hook, so I appreciate that. Because <laughs> the community really needs this and um, just they want to move forward. People should be judged by their contents of their character and not by their past. That's all they want is a fair shake and a fair, and a fair opportunity to move forward. Not be, like, I was surprised what that gentleman just said about how he was judged and how he was treated 
So that says a lot that people should be given an opportunity to explain themselves and not automatically just be deterred and say it no to. So I'm asking that you all move forward. Thank you. Thank you, Vicente. Uh, the next on the queue is um, Whitney Rawls, followed by uh, Pastor Sanders. Thank you, Mayor, Commissioners. Um, I just want to uh, stand uh, in full support of this item and say thank you to Commissioner Holdness for bringing this forward. Also to you, Mayor, for co-sponsoring and certainly to my own district commissioner, Commissioner Mark Bogan, for supporting this. Um, Mr. Thrower mentioned that uh, Pompano uh, is doing this. I think we're one of the only cities in Broward County doing it, and I, I'm hoping that, uh, that you guys will take the leadership and make this happen, and it will grow throughout our county as well uh, to our other uh, 30 cities. Um, I believe that when cities and counties uh, take this kind of leadership to adopt policies like this to remove the conviction history from the job application, it gives uh, folks in our uh, communities opportunity for gainful employment. Um, I think it's a responsibility for us to make sure that folks have a fair chance at being employed uh, throughout the county. Uh, so I applaud you guys for taking this up, and I hope that you support it on June 14th. Thank you. Thank you, Whitney. Um, we now have uh, Pastor slash Commissioner Anthony Sanders followed by Rudolph uh, Mack Jr., followed by Pavel Geraldo. Pastor Sanders. Uh, thank you, good morning, Mayor and Board of Commission. Um, I'm speaking really on behalf of the Pastoral Alliance of Northern Broward and Southern Broward. Uh, the Band of Box met with us to discuss this item and we're in full support of it. Uh, we appreciate the initiative and your leadership to be able to do this because we believe it removes a barrier that is preventing those that are looking for gainful employment to get employment. So we thank you. I, we just want to lend our support to it and encourage you to support it when it comes up for debate. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Sanders. Um, next on the queue is Rudolph Mack, uh, Rudolph Mack Jr., followed by Pavel uh, Geraldo, followed by Reverend Josh Brown. Thank you for allowing me to speak. Um, I'm literally one of those who are affected mostly by the box. I'm a returned citizen. I've been clean or scraped for 18 years. I've been through all kind of work release programs. I've done all kind of student loan studies. I, I've got certificates for various job opportunities, but because I have to place my signature next to that box, I have not had a chance to get hired nowhere since 1998. <coughs> I've been doing odd jobs, but not a W-2 form job. I've lost my family. I lost a lot of friends. I'm homeless right now because I can't get a job to do anything. I really support this band in the box. It's been a long time for me. I don't want anybody coming up after me who's trying to re-enter re, re the city and be a good citizen. I want to be a pillar and not a menace. I hope that someone learns from my mistakes that I made. And I hope that those who see me and hear what I'm saying, because it's been a long time, I, haven't, I don't have anything for, in my social security. And I'm 44 years old. I don't have nothing built up. And I was 18 when I had this happen, 18. I'm 44. There's nothing that I could do 
because of this box. Please ban it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Mack. Um, we now have uh, Pavel Geraldo. And uh, Pavel, if I'm saying your last name wrong, I truly apologize. I think that's pretty good. Oh, it is. Oh, great. Uh, my name is Pavel Gerardo again, and I'm an organizer with 1199 at CIU, and I actually represent two hospitals here in Broward County. One of them is Plantation Hospital, and the other one is uh, Westside um, Hospital. And what I'm going to give is an example. I have a young lady who just um, came up to the hospital about three or four weeks ago trying to get a job. She went to the PCA program. She got a certificate. She invested eight months of her life to get the certificate. She couldn't get the job in the hospital. She'd be looking for a job for two years now. This is a person who got kids, and the kids are in poverty right now. She cannot afford to live in an apartment. She have to be asking people for help to stay in a place. And it's outrageous. This is America. This is a lot of opportunity. People should have a second opportunity on their life, especially when you're 17, 18 years old. This young lady got into a fight when she was 17 years old in high school. And because of that, today she cannot get a job when she got two kids to support. So I really want to ask you guys to think about this and to help the people who actually need this help and want to be part of the society and um, contribute something. Mr. Holiness, I want to say thank you to you because you always have a ear on the streets. And we appreciate your help. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Uh, the final speaker is Reverend Josh Brown. Thank you for being here, Reverend Brown. Good to see you. Good afternoon. Um, I'm in behalf of Band the Box. Uh, there are some things that we can all talk about. And in my business, being a uh, man of God, uh, we always talk about second chances. And this is a time that we really can stop talking about and then put it in action. Um, in the city of Hallandale, what they started there, when every developer, uh, Commissioner Holiness, and any contract that comes in to do any work in the city of Hallandale, uh, Commissioner Fur knows about this, that they have to uh, look at our subs first and also hire individuals that's in our city first. You have to bring, you have, they have to come to those individuals through an organization that's been set up uh, in the city of Hallandale. But, but, but to, to, to be really serious about this, there's individuals that I see, uh, 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 Commissioner Fur, that they have hard hats and they're out there working and supporting their family, which I know that they would never be able to do because of their past and because of their records. Now I get to see this uh, happening in the, in the great city of Hallandale. So I, here to um, tell you, please, please, without a doubt, because I've learned in my life, Mayor, that everybody has a past, and everybody is an ex somebody. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Brown. Uh, we actually have one more speaker, uh, and that is Mr. Rand, uh, Russell Rand. Thank you, Russell. Thank you for granting me the time. When I was hired by Bard County 42 years ago, they just kind of asked if you'd killed anybody lately. They weren't too specific. Uh, there actually was in Dade County a third degree murderer convicted who served and worked for the county. Um, if you've done, you know, we've all done things. Some of us have been caught and some have not. So um, if you paid your debt to society, then you should be debt free to society. 
and you should be on an even playing field with everybody else. And um, this is supposed to be a performance-based system, and then they end up ignoring your performance and then targeting you on some witch hunt or whatever. And it's endlessly Big Brother getting bigger all the time. And after 9-11, it got even more paranoid and worse. So you've got people who are box thinkers who can't think outside the box. And you need people to think outside the box because that's where your vision and your plans come from, not your strict adherence to your marching orders with the stormtroopers. And um, we really need to uh, be more compassionate in society toward our everybody that are all citizens who, who deserve a, a fair shot and a fair break. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Rand. Uh, we're now going to bring it back to the county commission, and the first person on the queue is Commissioner Bogan. Uh, what I'd like to say is that I, uh, I'm, I'm happy to co-sponsor this. Uh, this came up before, I think last year, um, about banning the box, and at that time I did not realize that the county does do background checks. I think, uh, I think this is a good measure to do. I want to support uh, this, and I hope my fellow commissioners support this. Um, that's all I have to say. Thank you, Mr. Bogan. Commissioner Wexler. Mayor. Um, first of all, I think that it's really important that the people in the audience that spoke um, really understand what the item is that's before us today because it's not banning the box forever. It is banning the box initially. Okay? So it is a false positive. It is clearly language in there that you give, you know, you're looking at me like strange, but it's your proposal, Commissioner Holness. It says when you are a finalist, right, for this job, then there will be a background, criminal background check. And if you don't meet the criteria at that point, the offer will be withdrawn. So I ask you, and I, I agree, I think that the box needs to be banned on the front end. I have no issue with that whatsoever. I believe in second and third chances and an even playing field. But at some point in time, there is a background check. Now, that's not eliminated from here. My question is, and my issue is, at what point is it when you are the finalist and you're offered the job and then they do the background check and realize that there's something in someone's background and so we're going to have to withdraw that? That's the part, and when, when um, Mr. Dixon met with me the other day. What my language to you happened to be is that I'd like to see something before you become the finalist so that those people doing the hiring can make a decision and that there be an appeal process in place so that they're not fit what you put in there so that if they're not fairly treated or being discriminated against because of some past discretion, that that be addressed at the appropriate point in time. But it's not fair to anybody, either the hirer or the hiree, to do it at the very end of the process. So that's where, for me, I'm not, I'm not saying, yeah, ban the box, ban the box, because it is not being asked to permanently ban the box. If you're going to ask to permanently ban the box and never do a criminal background check, that's a different situation and a different question. 
But what you've got in front of us is to not do that until the job is being offered to the finalist. So that's the part that I, 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 I'd like to see some interim, somewhere along that journey, that there be maybe when you're the top three or the top four or whatever it may be, that there be something that is, is offered. The second thing is, and I'd like to ask staff, because the gentleman from Deerfield Beach that lost his job, that made the statement that he attempted to get employment at Broward County government. Staff provided us with um, information yesterday, additional information that came through on this. That's a letter to us from Mr. Kelleher regarding the ban the box screening process we let, and, and, and what we wind up doing. The top of page two of this letter says that we only ask applicants to disclose convictions, not arrests. The gentleman from Deerfield that indicated that he attempted to get a job here, the one who, that the um, Everything Wheels, or whatever the name of it was, and I don't know where you are sitting in the audience. There you, that, that, that um, you were, I guess, arrested for something? Were you convicted of something? May um, I ask this if, gentleman uh, that It's question? true. Um, if if you, you have to come please up here and uh, speak into the microphone if you'd like to respond. Because for the record. his statements, Mayor, are completely opposite of what staff has put in writing. Okay, no, sure, of course, Thank absolutely, you. Commissioner Wexler. Okay, I got, as I said before, I was pulled over by the state trooper head of the town. Okay, during that process, I was speeding, yes. But during the discovery, you know, they checked the tag and everything. It was discovered that the tag that anything on wheels installed on my vehicle wasn't assigned to my vehicle. I showed the state trooper all of the information, the purchase contract, everything to show that it wasn't basically my fault. During the process of time, I contacted anything on wheels explaining to them what happened. They say, oh, we'll help you out. So through the process of time, I ended up getting arrested because it wasn't handled. So I went to St. Lucie County, checked myself, uh, took myself to jail, and bombed myself out, spent jail, spent time in jail for 30 minutes on something that wasn't my fault. Were you convicted, sir? I had to go, I, that's the whole deal. I, I had to go to go to court. I had to plead guilty, and they gave me time to get get it straight. So you were found guilty? Yes, I was. Okay, so you were convicted. Yes, That's I was. That's a big difference in the conversation of, um, I, I, thank you for, for explaining that. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so <clears throat> staff's statement about we don't ask about arrests, we only ask about convictions, um, is accurate, correct, Ms. Henry? Yes. Okay. And they, you also go on to explain the system that we use, and the system that we use is completely confidential. Would, would you elaborate a bit about this? Because I, I never heard of this. Is it ORS? So if I might uh, just walk through the process. So there is a box on our application, 
and the app that Boss asks, uh, you check the box to indicate whether or not you have ever been convicted. Um, and there is a note at the bottom of that that says answering yes does not uh, automatically disqualify you for employment. Um, the human resources officer that goes through the initial screening that send uh, candidates to a hiring manager do not indicate to that hiring manager that that individual checked the box to say that they have been convicted initially. So that person will go through the, the interview process, but before we do a background check, because we are aware, we then um, notify um, that person to say, okay, we, this person has this issue in their background. Um, ultimately, um, depending upon um, what the nature of the arrest, uh, I mean, the, the, the conviction, um, a person may or may not be qualified um, to, move, to continue to move forward. Um, again, the, the, the issue, as I understand it, that the, the discussions that Commissioner Holness and I have been having is really, and I think he recognizes that we do what on our end, uh, we do hire a lot of people with, with convictions in their background, and we're able to, and we do track that. Um, the issue is when a person sees the box, um, they may, one, not know that um, certain offenses qualify as a conviction, so it may just be completely, and in this gentleman's case, um, um, uh, I don't believe that he realized that, that in the end it would show up as a conviction. Uh, so that's one situation. Another situation is that because it happened so long ago, sometimes individuals, well, that happened so long ago, that can't still be on my record, and they check no, which then does create a problem in our system. So if you don't acknowledge that you have a conviction and we find it out after the fact, then it becomes a problem. So we do um, uh, disqualify individuals when they do not indicate truthfully. So that's something that we do. Um, we do. And, and believe it or not, that's what gives me pause because there's so much language, whether it's withholding adjudication, no low, exactly. all of that stuff that people don't necessarily understand. And then people are also given the advice that records are sealed right. and you never have to report this. And that's not necessarily true. So that's correct. That's kind of a trap right there for individuals. And if they were given that advice and they check no, and there's a background screening and they find out yes, then you said it, it's an automatic. And that's the part that I have an issue with. Conceptually, I'm, I'm there. I agree with you with everything, but I'm trying to apply it to our reality here of thousands of applications a year that come into the system for employment. And that at what point do you actually, as an organization, move forward to do some kind of a background check. That's the issue for me. It is not and should not be at the front end. 
because that's an intimidating, confusing um, place. And I don't want to be either one of those things, intimidating or confusing to the applicant. So I get that. But as I said to you the, the other day, Mr. Dixon, there's got to be, and I'm not prepared today to offer what exactly that language looks like or where, and I wish that you would work with me because I think it's disruptive to the person applying and the organization to wait until the very end to find out that there is something in that person's past that would potentially disqualify them. And that's the part that I would like to avoid. So I'm going to support today moving it to the next level, the public hearing, but, at the, but I am going to work with the appropriate staff to propose some kind of language that would give them the opportunity um, way after the beginning but before <coughs> the end to be able to do this background okay. search so that they have, a com they have the information that they need to thoroughly and that there continue to be a, an appeal process in it which Commissioner Holness <coughs> has recommended. So I think it's just a tiny bit before where you are that I'm looking for the candidates, not, not the one candidate, but the top candidates to go through that. And when we use a search firm for anything, and I went and I sat down with Mr. Um, Hernandez yesterday, and I asked him to walk me through one of the ones that we did a couple of weeks ago, which was the library one. And it wound up that we are going to re-advertise, but we're using a search firm, and it is, standard operating procedure that that be done on the front end versus on the very back end. It's a more in-depth one when you're down to the top finalists, plural, mm -hmm. but at the beginning there is still the questions that are asked. And, and so I, I think that I, I, do, I don't want to be an intimidating organization. I want to be inclusive. I want to give people the opportunity, but by the same token, there's got to be balance here as well as we move things forward. And I think it's not fair to anybody to, at the end of the day, say, okay, you're the top finalist. We're going to do this background check, and we may or may not offer you the job after that. Seriously? That's way, way too late in somebody's journey. So that, that's, that is my position. I don't get the opportunity to share, particularly with Commissioner Holness, who has been so passionately pushing this for over a year now. Um, he doesn't give up. He does not give up. Did you want to respond to maybe um, Mr. Dixon? I'm sure, Mr. Dixon, you can, absolutely. You. And so thank you, Commissioner Wexler, for, for your support and willingness to, to help us uh, improve this. Just a little background on me. Um, you know, I, I am the policy lead for SEIU as well, but um, prior to joining SEIU, I was the, the drafter of the Miami-Dade County Ordinance. And so I have a lot of familiarity and understand that, you know, it's important to, for each municipality to do what's right for their own local and kind of address things uh, as they see fit. But, but I do want to make it clear that we, banning the box as a policy is exactly what the title says it is in terms of eliminating the box. We are not referring and, and do not want to eliminate background checks. We're not naive to think that there are people in the world that shouldn't be working in certain positions. 
So just to be clear, but research has shown that when hiring managers have the ability to actually see the qualifications of the individual, they're more likely to be uh, objective as it relates to assessing the, back, the information in the background. Ultimately, if folks aren't qualified, they're never going to get to this stage. <clears throat> and so this is in the, small, in the small percentage of times that someone who's the most qualified person gets through the process and is actually given an offer. Um, and I think uh, we, we as a county will want to make sure that we're getting the most qualified people and that we're actually giving them a fair chance. Um, to, to speak to the, the gentleman's particular case, I think his case is, is the, the model for why something like this is necessary. Uh, I've had conversations with state's attorneys and public defenders all over the state, and what they tell me is that people can go into court and walk out two minutes later with the conviction, and they don't know what happened. Ultimately, they want to get in. I had a chance to clarify with him on kind of what the situation was, and he walked in and said, if, you, if, you, if adjudication is withheld, you can leave today. You can go home. And so he agreed to, to do that because that's what got him out of there that day, not understanding that there would be some consequences afterward that would prevent him from being able to get a job. And so that's what's unfair. And I think, you know, um, I agree to your point, Commissioner Wexler, that what, what he said is inconsistent with what the memo said. And I think that's precisely why we should submit it in an ordinance and make sure that maybe we you, put a process maybe, in place. I, I think we need to move this along, but maybe you would like to work with my office in drafting some kind of language for me to submit unless you object to that. And I, I don't know if you object to it or you want it exactly the way that Ms. Commissioner Holness has proffered it or not. If that's the case, then I'll just work with our legal counsel. But I know you have a lot of experience in this. I'd be more than willing to help um, you all craft something that works for Broward County. Well, so I, I, would be I would be submitting it, but I can't talk to them okay. until we come back to the public I'd hearing. I'd be happy to do that. Okay, thank Great. you. Thank you, Commissioner Wexler. Commissioner Furr. Thank you. Um, I was pleased to see this come up again. Um, I, I'm in full support of banning bots. I do think, uh, and mainly because of, I don't want to. I don't want to put somebody in a position where they end up either by mistake or whatever, not understanding exactly what you're saying, Mr. Dixon, that they're more, that they're saying something that may not be true, and that that then they have to come back and you know uh, say something about that. I do think one of the, the simplest way to do this is actually just to simply ban the box and then require that everybody gets a background check. It, that's, that's, a simple, that's a very simple solution. And I think when, in, in my looking at what this, is, this entire movement has been throughout the nation, that that's simply what it is. And because I, precisely what you were saying, you don't, want to wait, you don't want to put somebody's expectations real high at the end and drop it. That's not fair either. And if everybody gets a background check at the very beginning, you still go through the process without having to look at that. <clears throat> so people are, get a chance to, to earn a job on their own merits and on, on their own skills. But if everybody, if everybody, if we require a background check on everybody, then it's, a fa it's fair across the board. And that's what I would like to um, add and see if, first I'd like to, to ask, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna vote for this to go to the public hearing, but I want if the sponsors of the uh, proposal would would consider that. I think that's a a simple way to, to make sure that it's fair across the board. Commissioner, uh, sure, Commissioner Holness. Yeah, it, I, I I hear what you're saying, but here's here's what happens then. 
what's the, admis and the, admin the cost and the administrative time that we're gonna have to put into doing something like that? If you wanna craft something and bring it when we, when we go for June and, and see how you flush that out, I'm a guy who's always open to listening and, 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 and adjusting if, if need be. But at this point in time, purely on what you just said, doesn't, it, it, it doesn't solve a problem. Uh, it actually, in my mind, create another problem by then having every person come into a background check. It, it, it's it's going to be too complicated. I don't see it working. Commissioner Bogan, your sponsor, would you like to respond to? Yeah. Um, first of all, I, with respect to doing background checks on everyone, I think that's kind of unnecessary because you first want to weed out a bat, weed out people who qualify for a job. And then once you weed them out, maybe there's two steps before the finalists, which you could find out. So maybe by the second step, then you're doing background checks. But I want to make sure everyone here in the audience understands when Commissioner Wexler said that this is temporary, I disagree totally. This is not temporary. We are totally banning the box from the onset of an application, you, a person will not be asked ever again, as long as this ordinance stays in place, if it's passed, about their background. And only later, of what a second issue of what came up is about background checks. This ordinance, to my understanding, is not about background checks. It's about when a person applies for a job, they're not gonna be asked about their background or criminal uh, background in any way. And that's my understanding. And uh, we, we, count, I want to ask the county attorney, is, is that correct? Well, there, there are exceptions, certain positions that are exempted from it, but yes, otherwise, outside of those exceptions, that's correct. Okay, so, so putting background checks aside, we're not even needing to talk about background checks right now about this ordinance. All it does, which I totally support, and once it's passed, until it's ever changed in the future, forever, a person will not be asked about their background, and that's, num that's permanent, not temporary in any way. And then with respect to Commissioner- Mark, we, we have a, Professor, well, hold on one sec. We actually have a number of folks on the queue. Okay. Uh, the, the issue was, truthfully, Mark, was whether or not we would be amenable to these amendments. I have a lot of folks on the queue that want to speak. Okay, I I, I'm, I'm just addressing that. the amendment. Me, but Mayor, but, Mayor, can I finish, please? No, no, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 hold on. Listen, go through the chair. Everybody go through the Mayor, chair. Mayor, can I finish my sentence? You can finish it, but if you can please keep it to the amendment. I'll definitely okay. get back to you okay. to talk about the issue more, which is great, but please refer. There was no proposed amendment. amendment. There was discussion about possibly changing things, about doing background checks on everybody, and I addressed, I believe, with Commissioner Furr that I think the cost involved, if there is a cost involved, on doing it for everybody might be a little, but I agree with the point, and obviously every, people need to have background checks. My suggestion, truthfully, and I, and I appreciate it, on, we have a number of folks in the queue, but when it comes to the amendments, these amendments are, they're not yet well thought out because we haven't had time to digest them. We're gonna have a public hearing, and so my suggestion is, if anybody has any proposed amendments, I know Commissioner Furr has some good ideas, Commissioner Wexler, exactly, that we'll have them beforehand and we can digest them before the public hearing. Um, but uh, Commissioner Furr still has the floor. Thank you, and, and, I'm, and I'm not ready to make an amendment because I need, to, I need some, I mean, I, I like the idea of doing background checks for everybody. I think it's a fair, it, it, it just makes a, level playing field all the way across. And that's my understanding of what, the, of what the entire movement has been about. I do not know what the cost is. I do not know what the administrative requirements to that would be. And that's what I would like to know prior to the public hearing. So before, I'm not gonna make an amendment today, but that is the information I would like to get from administration prior to the hearing. 
Right. And, and that would that and that makes makes a lot of sense. And That's uh, always. The, the, ne <laughs> the next person on the queue is Commissioner Ritter. Uh, thank you, Mayor. This is just a uh, notice to set a public hearing. So um, I, I think we should just move it to June 14th and those members that have uh, amendments that they would wish to proffer have them available for the November uh, for the June 14th public hearing. I will not be there. Um, but um, I will be with you in spirit. Hopefully you'll put nothing on the agenda that day that will require me to be here in person. Um, I would just move it. I, I support it. If I were here, I mean, I, I'm going to support it today to, 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 uh, to move it the way it is. I, I actually think that there are some issues about um, resources, uh, both staff and fiscally, that have not been answered. And, you know, you could get 200 applicants for a position, and if you're going to background check every one of them, that's a lot of money. Um, so I'm going to support it to move it along the way it is today and um, be there with you in spirit on June 14th. No, it's not my item. No. When I say I would support, I would support moving it. I'm not moving it. It's not my item, but I would support that today. Be before we go there, uh, Commissioner Bogan, did now would you like to add anything onto it? Okay. <laughs> you do, okay, Commissioner Wexler. I want to respond to Commissioner Bogan's okay. sure. statement about my statement about temporary. The temporary piece was referred to temporarily you're postponing a background check. Banning the box, if you do that on the front end, it's permanent, I got that. It's no longer there, there is no question on the front end. So I don't know where you think that I would <coughs> think that that was temporary. The temporary referral word that I said was if you're offered the job, even in the current language that's being proposed, there would then be a background check, a criminal background check. So the inevitability of that is temporary, but the banning of a box of asking that question is permanent. So I wanted to make sure that you know that I know that. Thank you. They do. I guess uh, so. I'm the last one to speak before Commissioner Holness closes. Um, all I want to say is I think this is a very good item, and I'm glad that we're making it an ordinance. And you know, we're lucky right now. We have, I believe, a progressive county administrator. We have a progressive county commission. Uh, we have a staff that I believe um, is very considerate to the difficulties that people have gone through in the past. I know. I know. Miss Henry had indicated that there are a number of folks. Uh, that have had convictions in their record and other that, that she hires and gives chances to, which is really kind of goes along, I think, with the philosophy of the county commission that we believe that people deserve another chance. But the reason why this is important to put into an ordinance is we're not always going to have Miss Henry at the helm. Eventually, you're going to want to retire and take it easy. Uh, we're going to have different county commissioners uh, one day, and you never know what a future administration would do. And by codifying it and putting it into an ordinance, it requires that going forward that the administration, whoever that may be years from now, will follow that ordinance uh, to ensure uh, that we uh, give people another chance. And so with that said, Commissioner Holness, would you like to close? Thank you. Let me, let me just say thank you to everyone in the audience, especially who have showed up today to support this, to the members of the clergy, SEIU, DEC, and so many others who have signed on to ensure that uh, we're given 
everyone an opportunity to be able to provide for themselves and their family. Uh, <clears throat> and thanks to all of you for the robust discussion here. Uh, I think we will move this forward and, and join the over 100 cities, 21 states, uh, companies like Bed Bath & Beyond, even Coke Brothers, the Coke Industries, <laughs> Home Depot, Target, and Walmart that have basically said, you know, let's ensure that we're looking for the most qualified person and let's not deter someone uh, by having a box that basically eliminate the chance of us getting the best person uh, to do the best job for us. Uh, I thank you. And with that, I move the item. Second. There's been a motion and a second. All in favor of item number 59 signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Show the item passes unanimously. Uh, we're now going to move back. We're still on the consent. Show the item passes unanimously. Uh, we're now going to move back. We're still on the